Nicole, I'm going to start with you. 63rd season. It has been a wonderful season, and we're going to wrap things up in a beautiful way. Aren't yes, we? I love that. Yes. Um, so we are. We have been celebrating the cultural tapestry of our community all year, and it's there's no better way to to, to uh, end our season than with beautiful the carol king musical we're going to talk about it in just a moment but let's just reflect on what the shows were already this season and how the patrons at theater lahama do have really grasped you know the storylines we're so fortunate to have such a great fan base and to be in this great community and have people you know partners like you that support us you know from the get-go uh with some of our concerts and even the church basement ladies which filled the house night after night this is their ninth in their season and they still do it this is a a theater that uh, has probably gotten the recognition that it now deserves, you know, after all these years of your hard work and determination mm. to bring in these fine shows. Mm. And I always say this, but it is so wonderful that we get to be in this community and not have to travel to go see these quality shows. Yeah, that's what we do is we bring it right here to you. I think you're going to find this show beautiful to be, you know, anything that you would see in any theater across the nation. I'm so proud of it. I can't wait for people to see it. And I, I do need to take pause here because, you know, what we do at Theater Lahamadu is collaborate. Everything we do is a collaboration. And so uh, thank you for your nice words, Mike, but it's, it's, it absolutely is a collaborative effort from the staff, the board, the cast, the producers, the everybody that, that works really hard to get a cool season together year after year. Now, this show was on Broadway, but you guys are saying that Theater Lahamadu is producing this show. What does that mean? Oh, good question. So let's talk about Church Basement Ladies again. Church Basement Ladies has kind of a residency down in the Ames Center in Burnsville, a beautiful uh, 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 complex. And so when we bring in Church Basement Ladies, we bring in the cast, the set, they show up. It's like sort of a show in a box. And and some, and some so then they come up and we maybe, you know, do a re- one rehearsal quick, get used to the space. And then we, we present that. Producing means uh, we have the rights to this show. We, um, I, Eric and I started, the director uh, started, and then Eric assembles a team of creatives, and the creatives, and I guess me too, uh, go to uh, have auditions. And so it's just, again, collaborative effort, then the auditions happen, the people are cast, they rehearse, in this case, they've rehearsed in the Twin Cities for about a week, then they came up here and rehearsed for a week, and then we're gonna run the show for two more weeks. So it is entirely, our production. But anybody that has seen this on Broadway or anywhere else in the country, no, wait, has it been anywhere else well, in the country? Well, it toured. Yeah. It toured. The original yep. Broadway or some of the cast members from Broadway may have been in or how Broadway could've, shows yeah, tour, right? Yeah, been. Yeah. yeah. But is it the same show then if they've seen it on Broadway? Same exact show. Gotcha. Yes. I okay. mean, it's a little different because we can take, and Eric has, you know, the ability to take uh, and direct the show in the way that he wants. So, and then he works with the lighting directors to get the lighting. So you might not see, I'm guessing you're not going to see lighting like we have. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, if I may. I mean, everybody Please does may. great work, but, you know, <laughs> it, this is really, it's stunning. We, t- we you know, we brought in uh, uh, Jeff Geisler to do the sound design. He's one of the best out there and it's important. So we invested in the, in the areas with the actors. We invested in the show all the way around, honestly. But, you know, yeah. we, we, um, we wanted to bring the best quality talent that we absolutely could find uh, here. And I will say people from all over the nation audition. They want to be part of the regional premiere and and it's a, it's a big deal and we're, we're honored 
to uh, have the show. I want to bring Eric Morrison. He is the director of the show at Theatre La Hamadou. Let's start with that. Just how big of a deal is this to be the first theater outside of Broadway to be doing this? At least, you know, regionally here and, and first thing in Minnesota. First yeah, time I mean, this, so this show, like Nicole said, it just became available recently and, you know, it's it's kind of the hot ticket regionally. So, um, and, and that's always a good sign when you are a theater that is following up on kind of what, you know, the tapestry of you know what American regional theater is doing, and this show is—it's important to 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 get it and to do it soon before you know it gets done too much in the next five years. It'll be it'll be done by high schools and community theaters yeah. and all that stuff. But it's huge that this is the first professional production in the state of Minnesota with all of the incredible professional theaters that we have in the Twin Cities and, and around the, you know, in Duluth, you know, the whole state getting, you know, Nicole was able to get, you know, get her hands on the rights and say, we're going to do this professionally for the first time. And like you say, it's the same exact show, same script, same music. But, you know, the thing about doing it regionally is that we can now look at it in different ways. It doesn't have to be the exact same, you know, lighting design or costume design or even the same staging. So that's what's great about when these shows become available. Different artists and different creatives and different, you know, singers and actors and dancers can start putting their own souls and their own creative visions into doing these shows. So again, you'll, you know, if you saw it, You'll be familiar with the structure and the songs, but it will look and feel completely different um, because we're doing it our own way. And I think we're doing it in a way that really matches, you know, the history of Lahamadu and the tapestry of, of what Lahamadu is trying to do moving forward. And I love that you keep using the word tapestry. We're yeah. going to talk more about that here in a moment. Like baseball and sports, I suppose theater has scouts. So I would imagine there'll be some theater people that will want to come and see this, don't you think? There are a lot of theater people yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming to see this. Um, groups and groups of them. So. Yeah. Yes, we are excited about that. We've got a lot of support. You know, when when something like this happens, even last year when we decided to pl- produce Clue, you know, it's it's it was uh, a nice surprise to me to have other producers that I admire so much just reach out with a text or a phone call and say, "You got this, you got this." And and it's it's a big undertaking. And I I've been uh, pleased to work with Eric through this, and he has also you know produced and directed lots mm-hmm. of shows here, so he's. He's able to give some guidance. This is by far the biggest show I've ever produced. Um, and and, and it's, it's just been great to have that support. And you'll see in our program, all of the theaters listed. When I say this is a collaboration, just wait till you see everyone who's listed in there for, you know, set pieces and costumes. Andrea Theater locally uh, has given us, uh, lent a, on, on loan. Uh, several costumes too and they've been so generous to open their doors um yeah we're super lucky that we um you know you know we just have such a great like i said great theater community in the twin cities that all the designers and um everybody that we've you know brought onto this project they have such great connections that folks are so excited that they're they just want to help us out and they want to be a part of this tapestry and this collaboration so like she said i mean we've got from high schools all the way up to the guthrie we've got stuff on our stage from all across the state and it's 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 pretty remarkable and I'm <laughs> I'm super grateful for that. I know it's probably the people. What do you think it is about Minnesota where some of these Broadway shows want to start their show here before they even get to Broadway? That's happened quite a few times in Minnesota. Oh, like I think six. The Lion King was one of them. Yeah, Lion Absolutely. King, yeah. Six, yeah. Scott yeah. Sparrow Boys was it, here too. Is it the patrons or is it just the culture in Minnesota? What do you think it is that makes I Minnesota? I think it's a little bit of both. I think we we obviously do. I mean, there was a time, I you know, I don't want to quote myself, but there was a time that there were this was the second most theater seats per capita 
in the entire country to New York, only New York City. So I mean, ju- I think this is a this is a community that that wants to go out. They wanna they want to be entertained. They want to see art. They want to see live music. They want to see live theater. I mean, just all across the gamut of the arts. I think you know, this is a this is a state and a community that really embraces that. I mean, look at all the music at the State Fair, right? I mean, right. that's mm-hmm. I, yeah. just truly the the amount of people that you get to see for free. Even not don't talk. I mean, the grandstand's great, but I mean. Uh, saw Parliament Funkadelic for free at the Lightning Lodge, you know, so yeah. I think this this community just embraces that. And also it's, a lot of people find their artistic homes here. Me, for example, I'm not from Minnesota, I'm, I'm from Ohio. I went to college in Ithaca, New York, and I came to do some work um, in 2012 in Minneapolis at uh, Mill City Summer Opera, and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the, you know, the the weather I was here in the summer of course oh, so we didn't say, do it yeah. in the but uh, it was cold in Ithaca so I'm used to that yeah. but I just got I, it was so welcoming and so you know I, I just so many people just wanted to meet me and wanted to include me and wanted to bring me back to to do other things so I think there's a the people have just found artistic homes here and they can really flourish and they where they really feel empowered to just be themselves and and create their art here so it's it's a combination of both so nicole when you were thinking about hey i hope we get beautiful the carol king musical at theater of the Hamadou, i was actually i think standing next to you one day when you got a message that hey we're finally going to get to do this and you may <laughs> yeah. not remember that but i know how excited you were so then how did you pick eric how did eric become the director for well this? eric eric and i had been talking before that yeah. actually we were talking about some different shows and then um, and and I knew that we wanted to to work together, and we were looking at putting something together for August. Okay. So, um, and then you know this just popped up, and then I called around and a few friends, and just said, "What do you think?" And and we we applied, and and uh, and had some conversations, and next thing you know, here we're off to the races. How many? Well, I suppose it's all girls. How many women wanted to be Carol King in your musical? We got a lot of we got a lot of audition. There's there's a couple. There's quite a few great um, you know roles for females. We got Cynthia Wiles in the show too, which is a really really great comedic supporting role. Um, but I mean, we we our final um, kind of pool of folks that we were looking at was probably five or six. Um, we were we were actually asking that they could play the piano. Um, just because I think there are moments in the show where it really really is effective if. The Carol King, you know, the performer playing Carol King is actually playing. Kind of like when you had to play for Jerry. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, maybe, yeah. I mean, less crazy, more maybe even probably a little bit better of a piano player than Jerry Lee than my Jerry Lee was, and less standing on the piano, of course. Well, it'll make, but, it, more, it'll make it more intimate. A exactly, bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, I, I've seen a couple shows. You know, when it was on Broadway, I think two or two. I know my my mom always talks about it. She's like. It was so good, but she just wasn't playing the piano, mm-hmm. you know. So I think, especially in a in a more intimate setting like Lahamadu, it's just very, very, very visceral and you know intimate when she's actually playing. So you know, while we did have a lot of submissions, it ended up getting narrowed down because we really did. You know, we asked them to come in and play for their callback. Um, so that was you know that that that's tough, you know, but. Correct me if I'm wrong, the Broadway version did win Tony Awards, including, I think, the actress that played Carol King, correct? Yeah, Jesse yeah. Mueller won. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she won, which well-deserved. She never leaves the stage, and it's, you know, it's not just her sitting up there and, and, and 
playing her music and singing, you know, singing her songs. I mean, Carol goes on an emotional journey from the age of 16 to 29 from, you know, first selling her song in Times Square at when she was a teenager to going, you know, going through a, a, a marriage with, with a partner that, um, you know, creative and life partner that was very tumultuous, having two children when they were really young, kind of finding her empowerment and then recording Tapestry at the age of 29 and performing that music at Carnegie Hall basically for the first time that she'd performed live. So, I mean, it really is a gamut of emotions and age, you know, so it's a very, very tour de force of a performance. And we're so lucky to have Catherine Freed, who is, I can't imagine even Jesse Mueller. I can't imagine anyone playing Carol King better than Catherine Freed does. It was, it, it's, it's pretty mind blowing. <laughs> So a lot of folks watching this are going to, of course, recall the Tapestry album. But you said that Carole King started as a teenager writing these songs, which is incredible, right? Yeah. And, and how many people, I mean, just in the music business alone, did she influence, you know, in her young life? Yeah, I mean, she wrote songs for uh, I'm Bobby V. Um, she wrote songs for uh, The Drifters, um, The Shirelles. Um, she's uh, obviously, you know, so many, you know, singer songwriter piano i mean even even nowadays i know that you know taylor swift would say that carol king is a is an influence and you know her her aretha franklin she wrote she wrote for i mean look at the uh, kennedy center honors when aretha came out and sang natural woman for her and you know i it she, she is just one of the treasures of um, you know um, american pop culture and american music i, I be- think according to wikipedia i think she's got 116 uh, charts on the on the Billboard is Top 100. Right? Wow. Yeah, so she wrote for a lot of people, and I, you know, I heard that we did a little preview last night. Lake Regions Arts Council, who uh, we did, we we received a grant from uh, for product for producing the show. Um, they had their annual meeting with us last night and saw a preview of the show. It was a lovely night, but they had all sorts of feedback. But a lot of the th- a lot of the feedback they were saying was, I had no idea she wrote all that stuff. Yeah. So and that's fun. what's going to be fun is it's yeah. not just the tapestry songs. It's some of the songs that she wrote for other people, right? Oh, yeah. Kind of goes throughout yeah. her life. And you see yeah. those people. You know, we, oh, ha- we have the Drifters on stage. We have the Shirelles on stage. Bobby um, so, V. Yeah, Bobby V's there. Oh, that's great. Um, and then you get you also get uh, Cynthia Weil and Barry Mann's songs. So they, all, you know, they wrote On Broadway, which the Drifters did. Yep. And they wrote um, You've Lost That Love and Feeling, which the Righteous Brothers did. You see, and then as we move a little more into Act 2 and we move into the late 60s, um, you get a little more of that psychedelic rock so you get like uh you got we got to get out of this place so like the animals did and um you just you really run the gamut of that early 50s or you know 60s 50s 60s rock and roll all the way through late 60s early 70s kind of moving into more of that psychedelic and, and folk genre as well so i think it's uh, humorous in a way that you brought up taylor swift the song <laughs> i feel the earth move she yeah. actually actually her fans caused a little earthquake out in seattle last weekend yep. you know yep. so it comes around full circle isn't that funny how that yeah. works and i think the something that these performers that really withstand the test of time and also do so much for their fans is that and and i've talked and watched some videos of Taylor's tour and talked to some people that have gone is that she really makes that huge arena tour feel intimate. Yeah. You know, and you feel like you're there, you feel like you're with her, you feel like she's communicating directly to you. And that's 
what Carol did too. I mean, Carol was inspired by music by, you know, in, in her living room in Brooklyn as it was coming through the radio and she would go and sit at her piano and play chords along with the songs on the Alan Freed show and the radio, you know, and, and her mom would come and, and teach her a little bit more. So there is this, this kind of nostalgic shared space of where have we fallen in love with music and where have we, you know, experienced music with family and friends, whether it's happy or whether it's sad. You know, a lot of that has happened in a living room or in a car or and I think the ability to bring a large scale show down to make it feel like you're just sitting there singing with a friend, you know, that's what Carol did. And it's still happening, you know, and I think that's I love it. I just yeah. got goosebumps. Yeah. It's happening on our stage. Yeah. It really, you did a great job, Eric, of make, bringing that in. So, and yeah. our and our space is so special in the way that it adapts to the show and wants to give us that. Yeah. Have you read any uh, uh, writings about Carol King and what she thought of the musical after she saw it? Written about her? You know, I I, I haven't done I haven't done a ton of that. I know that she she came to the to the show. Was she part uh, of the? She was, but I think she was pretty hands off. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't think there was a, and again, I'm not a hundred percent sure I haven't done a ton of research on her activity with the show, but I, I, I think she did. I, I've heard cause she's like lives in Idaho, I think in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. she's pretty isolated. So I think it, I even heard that it took a little bit of an effort to get her to, to come and see it. She, I don't think she was there opening night. I think she came a little later. Right. So I think she kind of gave the creatives, you know, her best wishes and then kind of let them let them do their thing. What of course, I? I invited her, uh, or you know, <laughs> she she's not here. But I did find out today that on her Facebook page, she she said uh, she tagged or she put a link. We are on her website as the theater oh, who how is great is that? Uh, having one of the shows. Yeah, wow. so that's really fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah so she's definitely paying, she's paying attention to its you know to its longevity and and you know, where it's being done. They Pretty fun it. when you get tagged by Carol oh, King. Oh, sure. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eric, let's see if you can get tagged by Taylor Swift. This we got it. Uh, right? They call this a jukebox musical, and yeah. I, I think that's based because there's so many different types of songs yeah. in the show. Yeah. That people recognize. And Yeah, this is, uh, you know, this was, we're kind of in the, the big, there's a lot of jukebox musicals. There have been, you know, Jersey Boys was kind of the, well, the Who's Tommy was kind of the, first way back ju- jukebox yep. and, you know they're just celebrating 30 years but then jersey boys came out and then this was kind of in in the middle of the jukebox craze but there's a there are jukebox musicals that take the music of popular songwriters and musicians and they use them for dramatic effect like they'll create a story around them like jimmy buffett's musical for example is um there's a story crafted around his music um where this one again is more of a bio musical that focuses on you know the career of her but they do throw in some songs and put them in spaces that while they're all singer songwriters and they're on stage the emotion that's happening is still really relevant to 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 kind of the scene and it's not, you know, Barry Mann and Cynthia Wilde sing Walking in the Rain, which the Ronettes did, but they sing it as kind of a song where they're making up with each other. They've been fighting, they've been separate, they haven't been working, and they're, they're, they're on a little, you know, a breakup from their relationship. And they use that song to kind of infuse their relationship and their, their love for each other back together. So it does a nice job of, 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 of both. We're talking about beautiful, the Carol King musical, the celebration of her life, and and basically what she did for the music industry. I always ask this, Eric and, and Nicole, you can answer this as well. When people leave Theater Lahamadu tonight, what, what are you hoping that they experience tonight on the stage, Nicole? 
You know, I think one thing that we say at Theater La Hamadou, it's not just a venue, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. And to see, um, to, to be there tonight will be special um, on our opener, of course, because we've got, it's a beautiful day, the patio's amazing, right? All of those things. And then the show will, I love it when a show comes in and shows our audience that challenges our theater to give a little bit more. What can we do? And shows our audience that. I think they'll see something that they don't normally see because, you know, we bring in, we rent lights and sound equipment and we we, we have something different, I think, with this show that than, than people are used to seeing. I think also the cast is big. There's a band on stage. We're using all the way back to that back wall. Um, we use the entire stage and you kind of wonder, where do the people go? I'm not even sure. Uh, there's no room for me backstage. I bet that. So I don't know um, if there's room for them, but they may know. So anyway, I love it when people see our theater and, and think, wow, I didn't know we could do that. I love that. And I also, I mean, that's a testament to the collaborative uh, effort of the creative team and what they see, what Eric's vision is for the show. Um, and then also, uh, you know, learning a little bit more about how much somebody has woven into your life. I love that too. When somebody says, oh, that song got me through this. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I didn't realize that she wrote that song. That was, another, you know, it's another thing. And then just leaving in a celebratory manner of let's let's celebrate the journey. We talk again, back to that cultural tapestry, that somebody's ex- life experience that they're going to find that somewhere uh, in the show and be able to relate to it. Um, there are applauses for lines. There are, you know, it's, it's, it, they're going to see just a, a wide range of emotions tonight. And, and throughout this run. My guess is we're lucky we're going to play it for two weeks because people will want to see it twice. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a little longer run, isn't it, than most of your shows? Yeah, it's the yeah. longest run we've ever done, I think. I can't go back all 63 years, but uh, I for sure it is. You know, we, we if we run 10 shows, it's a pretty big run. You know, this is to say a thousand more people want to go than that, right? So yeah. we are expecting uh, a lot of people to come from all across the region and... Um, and we're, we're ready to welcome them. We got to talk about how you get the tickets and, and make reservations for seats. And then you want to come out for the uh, opening night ceremony or uh, reception tonight. Yeah, I think we'll be ready to party tonight with the cast and the creatives and whoever, uh, any of the guests that want to stick around. It is a beautiful night. So um, uh, tickets can, are still available even for tonight. TLHD.org or call the box office 320-846-3150. You think this is going to complete the tapestry of your season? Oh, absolutely. I have no doubt. Now, yep. normally, if there's an actor or actress in here that is in a musical, I make them sing. So I guess it's just you two. So you guys are going to have to put something. You're going to have to put something <laughs> together here and sing a little bit. Right. Um, you just call out my name. You got it. And you oh, know no. wherever I am. I'll come running to see you again. That's beautiful. That's <laughs> It's beautiful. The Carol King musical at Theater Lahamadu through August 13th. Get your tickets and uh, come see a beautiful show. Nicole, thank you as always. I can't believe this is the last show of the season. Hopefully we'll talk more. And Eric, uh, boy, congratulations. I know this is going to be a big hit at Theater Lahamadu. I look forward to seeing it and thank you for coming in. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks, Mike. See you tonight.